Hello, everybody. It's your friend, Luke, the West Coast Bard. Welcome back to another exciting week of insightful reviews and delightfully light humor. This week, we are diving into something special for our listeners. Brandon, Alex, and I, we all got together, went to the downtown California Theater Festival, and saw some pretty interesting theater in an episode we'd like to call One to Reviews, Stage Left or Stage Right, where we tell a play to exit stage left if it's bad and stage right if it's good. Kick that intro. Kick that intro. Kick that intro. One, two, Folks, it's uh, it's your boy Alex here, uh, and I just want to say I have a theater degree. I need to put that out there right away before we begin this review. So I personally was so stoked to go to the Downtown California Theater Festival, and I was excited to bring my boys Luke. Say hello. Hey, what's up, man? And Brandon, of course. Yeah, hey, it's me, Brandon. And uh, I don't know if you guys have ever been to a theater festival. Uh, I've been to plenty of them. Uh, what did you guys think? Man, it's... It, it really tries you. It tries all your emotions. It tests your ability to sit in a chair for a long time and be extremely bored. But at the same time, it's extremely a, a rewarding experience, too. Mm-hmm. I've definitely dabbled Brandon? in theater uh, arts in the past. So for me, it felt like putting on a familiar shoe, one that I didn't find quite comfortable. But at the same time, sometimes you need to wear two shoes. You can't just walk around in one shoe. So. And so again, as uh, as as a theater uh, practitioner as well as a as a fan of it, I I do agree that a lot of theater is boring. A lot of theater is very difficult to get through. But I think what it seems worth it to me is those gems. Sometimes you find a gem, and I hope that you guys found a couple of gems in this year's uh, lineup at this uh, theater festival. And so uh, we'll just leave that to the future. We'll find out, and we'll just jump into some uh, reviews and talk about some of these shows. Right? Does that sound good to you guys? That sounds great, and let's talk like, about it. Cool. That's uh, first. The first show I'd like to bring up is called the the Splinter Man. This one comes from Ontario, Canada. It's uh, directed by Isabella Lee and stars Carl Dubbin. It's a it's a haunting one man show about the uh, the story of the Splinter Man. Uh, it's a man kind of telling the story, and the audience kind of uh, takes the role of the children around a campfire. And uh, they, you roast marshmallows as you watch this play as this man tells this story. It takes place at night, uh, a little bit outside of L.A. in uh, Griffith Park. Uh, what did you guys think of this one? This is a really cool idea. I'm not one for spooks, but I had someone actually the night before check it out and tell me, you know, it wasn't too spooky. It's more of a psychological thriller. So I was actually on board uh, on my tiptoes, but I was on board and I actually really did enjoy myself. I will say I was a little I was a little disturbed by the fact that um, LAFD had us change the fire campfire in the middle of the performance. Mm-hmm. tone it down a little bit it was it really i mean it, it just made it the entire performance a lot darker and a lot colder well not only that but it was really annoying so yeah i agree with fire safety but the firemen seemed really what's the word not pushy but uh, they really wanted attention it seemed like so so they had three firemen were required to be at the performance and and i don't know what the permit said but the firemen were crowded right around the fire right around the performer blocking him sometimes as he was trying to do his you know his stage blocking and stuff they were kind of getting in his way and i i don't know uh, they seemed rude i guess is my point i thought they were great okay i thought they were a really exciting part of the performance actually and i think Fire, Fire Sergeant Smith's 
notes that he had on the performance, I think it really sort of boosted the final act. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah, L- that's LAFD for you, man. We're all actors here. Yeah, I don't think they should be talking or anything. It seemed distracting to me. Everybody's got a job to do. We are the audience. We're there to see a performance. The actors are there to put on a performance. And in this case, the fire department was there to, uh, you know, maintain safety. So everyone's got to do their job. Cool. Well, you know what? You guys convinced me. I'm going to send this one stage right because you're right. It was not the show that I was expecting to see. I didn't get lost in the world of being a child at a campfire. But instead, I saw some social politics with firemen and uh, actors giving actors notes. And so it was an experience that is very unique. And that's what theater is all about. Stage right. Yeah, I'm going to send this one stage left, actually. I thought the performance needed a little updating and... We did not get any marshmallows or hot dogs at that fire, so it was not authentic for me. This was a tough one for me, but ultimately I am going to go stage right. I think it was a good story. For me, I kind of got out easy because there wasn't any chance of me being spooked because of the fire department there and their interactions. Kind of lightening up the whole mood. So for me, stage right. And let's give that like a a medium-sized applause, I think. What else did you guys see? We saw Plague. Mm-hmm. That was very fun, I thought. Wow, environmental and interactive theater, right? Yeah, that was sort of like a one-off. Like, each audience member got to experience Plague one at a time. Uh, you ride in a wheelbarrow as a dead plague victim. And it's sort of a historical educational play. Um, I had a great time, to be honest. Do you guys have any first thoughts on Plague? Yeah, I mean, uh, this one's from England, and so that was cool to have, you know, British actors come all the way uh, to downtown to perform this show. And uh, directed by Caitlin Johnson, there was a bunch of uh, really good British actors in there. And I learned a ton about, you know, Plague and Rats, and it's cool because we had just played, um, wow, what was the board game? I think of the similar name. I think it was also called Plague. And Black so, Death. Uh, it's, oh, Black Death. Yeah, also a great game, you know, and so that had a lot of education. And so I'm learning a lot about this uh, specific from history. Here's the thing for me. I kind of took this as a lazy river approach to theater going. You know, luckily for me, this came late in the afternoon uh, when my ticket was called. I had out at that point already had a few beers in me. So I kind of really played the part of a dead person and really relaxed and uh, enjoyed the show that way. So I couldn't say I learned a lot. I will say it was a nice kind of relaxing wheelbarrow ride. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, no doubt they actually had to wake me up at the end. I I had found out that they had run the wheelbarrow exhibition or they run the play three times with just me at the bottom of the barrel. They didn't even realize they kept tossing people on top. So I was a little embarrassed, you know, and there was some credit cards and money missing from my wallet afterwards. But that was my bad. You can't relax too hard on a lazy river. I don't know. It sounds like you guys might have just had a little bit of taste of death and it didn't sound uh, so bitter after all, huh? Definitely realistic feeling. Very relaxing. Uh, I'm sending this one stage right. It's, if anything, to ride in a wheelbarrow as an adult. It's been a while. I loved it. Yeah, no doubt. Stage right. Yeah, let's keep on walking off the right side of the stage. That's uh, Also, let's give that a, a hearty applause. Uh, I think uh, we got to kick it to a sponsor, actually. So apologies if you didn't want that. 
Rank your dad. Let's finally find out who the world's best dad is. Log in and sign up your dad today. Oh, that's a great product. Let's talk about another theater experience we all saw. I, I'm going to admit it. I kind of like theater gimmicks. I'm a gimmicky type of guy. This one was called Double Vision. It was a, an Oliver Huff production. Primarily stars Lee Gee uh, and somebody portraying Lee Gee who goes unnamed. But this place, this play takes place uh, twice in front of you simultaneously. So they try to mirror the exact uh, acting going on simultaneously and what happens is you can kind of blur blur your eyes and squint and it really does give it like a 3d effect yeah this was cool and and i really enjoyed this is a show from miami it's the bolshevik theater company from uh, downtown miami Uh, really cool stuff going on here these actors are very very good you can really see the amount of work that they did mirroring each other and so if anything the choreography is to be respected in this show yeah i can't really say anything about the story because i don't remember it but i was fascinated by that gimmick and trying to get the 3d you know when you just in like a magic eye sort of situation but um really my takeaway from this is that it hurt my eyeballs and the tickets were double the price that is true. I found that to be very rude. And uh, yeah, part of like a gimmick, like almost like a joke that I think is funny, but I didn't appreciate it because the tickets at this festival are very expensive. Um, I think it's fair. There's twice as many people playing the parts. So. Yeah, they got to get paid. That's true. I got to send this one stage left. Too expensive. Yeah. Uh, it's it's got to have a gimmick, but it's also got to have that price point for me when it comes to theater. So, stage left. Mm, gimmick, gimmick, gimmick. Give me a gimmick. That's my theme song, so stage right. Good job. Hmm. Um, excellent. Uh, let's take a minute to pause and just talk about, <laughs> did you guys enjoy the the aspect of a of a theater festival so you know after a show we'd go out to the bar and sometimes we get to meet some of these actors they're you know from all over the country as well as all over the globe uh, did you guys have any fun experiences at, at the bar there we did get to meet a couple of fans that was exciting very cool yeah and i think i saw adam hamburger but i was just too nervous to say anything oh he was definitely there but i saw this guy throwing drinks at the bartender like he was splashing his beer on this bartender and he looked like Adam Hamburger, but he's wearing lipstick and um, eyeshadow. So, Oh, I'm sure it was, man. That's fucking cool. Yeah, I had a great time uh, seeing this theater with you. One of the other kind of gimmicky things I'd like to talk about was Rachel's Life. We got to see this one. Um, this is a yuppity theater c- uh, company production directed by Paul Barrett. This uh, is about Rachel Hunter, I guess is a true story of a a girl who goes blind at the age of 13. Uh, The kind of cool thing is most of the play takes place in the dark. The only things that are lit up uh, in the scenery are things that she remembers from when she had sight. So uh, it's not a lot, but uh, interesting take. Yeah, it was cool. 
It was, uh, and she was a great actress, uh, Bertha Ro- Russell, right? Russell, I don't know. I, uh, we met her after, and she was lovely. Uh, she's about forty-two, but she's playing. Well, she plays her throughout the whole the whole range, so she ends up playing her at forty-two of age. But blah 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 blah. Uh, an interesting show, but it didn't do too much for me. Yeah, this uh, production was another barrel ride for me, and I I sort of fell asleep during most of it. Yeah, like I said, it mostly took place in the dark, so I'm not going to blame you uh, for napping out. I don't think you missed much. Yeah, I, I take it back. Yeah, wait, I don't even know what I said. I, I didn't like this show very much. It, it was mostly just uh, cups of water lit up. It was one of those pretentious shows where you were just waiting something for something to happen, and you were just... You could tell that they were the theater company was so impressed with themselves that they didn't really put a lot into this production yeah there i was waiting for some sort of uh, so they introduced this concept that you you always see things lit up that she remembers from when she was a kid so it's toys and again like i said lots of glasses of water and stuff and then that gimmick doesn't go anywhere and the show just kind of ends really a big letdown for me especially coming from the yippity theater company yeah Yeah, this is definitely like a half price kind of gimmick here it didn't take the full bite out of the gimmick pie so i don't know see i've seen a lot of their work and i've seen a show where they did the opposite where they blacked out every a a man blacks out and he doesn't remember anything from his childhood and so they find they use these sheets to cover up anything right exactly that he would have remembered everything on that set was illuminated except for the dark areas exactly which is something i can pay attention to Either way, uh, these guys are phoning it in, I feel, a little bit these days. Like, I, I liked Bertha, but not enough. Not enough. Stage left. Stage left. Yeah, let's give this a stage left and a light applause with a few coughs. <coughs> you know what's exciting? Uh, no matter how you feel about the performance at the end of the day, uh, was Match Point. This took place uh, downtown. But it is from Iowa State University, it's directed by Marjorie Woods, and it's the uh, Robert West Theater Company, and it's a it's a live uh, tennis match, and so the show is improvised every night. The two players play tennis, and you watch them play, and it's it's basically a, a game of tennis uh, by some uh, two tennis players. Yeah, but they've got characters and they've got interactions and objectives to complete. Besides winning, I like the fact that depending on how the match goes, the play goes differently. So I thought that was a fun, keep you on your toes sort of thing. The fat, Absolutely. The fat ball boy was hilarious. Uh-huh. Absolutely a high point of humor. Definitely. Very Shakespearean in the use of having that kind of character as a comic relief because it gets quite tense. Yeah, and the shouting uh, drunken judge sitting on that high ladder chair thing, Mm -hmm. that really intensified the show. Absolutely. And by the end, when the whole chorus of audience members members in the background are chanting along with the uh, orchestral score, it's it's quite moving. And, of course, I mean, I don't want to spoil this. I don't know if they're going to rerun this production anyway, but the big ball drop at the end of the show. It was a little painful to get pegged with a couple of tennis balls, but it was that was a lot of tennis balls. Quite magical, very magical. Uh, and uh, to be honest, I did not see him up there in the rafting. You know, very well hidden. Some excellent theater magic. Yeah. 
Uh, I gotta send this one stage right. I love a piece of site-specific theater, and to go to see a tennis match like this was very exciting. I, I think that's what's cool about a downtown theater fest, is that you have access to so many venues. So uh, definitely stage right. For a lot of theater people that don't really like sports, you will like this. Stage right. This is great for me. I got to get some sun. I got to play some tennis. I was actually on the high school tennis team. I, I have my yearbook if you guys want to see it. I don't really remember that. Yeah, I'll show, I'll show you my yearbook later. There wasn't tennis even. Anyways, yeah. I enjoyed the theater production. I thought it was yeah magical indeed. So walking on stage right. All right, match point goes stage right. Tennis claps. Those should be light, delicate. Okay, this one was a little awkward for me, and I think you guys kind of had a similar experience. It was called Witness, directed by Lenora G. or R. Greer, and we got to watch... Basically, the setup is the audience is a voyeur to a murder, and we hide inside a cactus patch where we watch a murder in Hacienda 20 miles outside of downtown California. Um, do you guys have any first impressions on Witness? Ooh, I got my butt wow. poked by a lot of cacti. Uh, but that added to the intensity It really of kept it. you on your toes. You couldn't quite take it's a seat exciting. anywhere. You can't, you can't stand up because you're watching a murder. And so, you know, if you're caught, uh, there's a lot of pressure on the audience to not get caught. You know, you don't want to be seen by the killer. So you got to keep squatting and crawling around and try to get different uh, angles and viewpoints into the house. Quite a lot of shushing. Yeah, this one this one kind of goofball guy got dragged out and I thought it was security or I thought it was like part of the the performance. I just it was actually his friend dragging him out and telling him to shut the fuck up. And that was, was really ruining it. That was uh really crazy. I had to take my shirt off. It was getting so hot in that sort of pile of bodies. Uh-huh. Um yeah. But but yeah, like you said it really made this this show real. Yeah, uncomfortable to the extreme. I wish they would have had me sign a waiver beforehand because I w- probably would have not signed it. Yeah, it got pretty hot out there, and they didn't have any water except for they, they were selling like bottled water for like seven dollars. Yeah, but they were being really water. quiet about it. Yeah, that was weird. And I they... don't think they had that much. I think they only had a few bottles. I think they didn't anticipate uh enough i mean we call it water we call it bottle bottled water but what one two review users really need to picture in their head is sort of a menagerie of different plastic jugs like sort of 25 percent filled with warm plasticky tasting water like real (laughs) desert water so not worth seven dollars by any stretch of the imagination and it was like seven dollars a sip but it added to the experience right it did. It felt like we were low on resources and we were, That's you know, true. trapped. That's true. Uh, an exciting show. Uh, but I, I, but, I but, felt uh, a, little a little awkward extreme. at the intermission. Like, nobody really got up to d- smoke a cigarette or anything. We all just kind of had to huddle there. I, I felt like we did it right, but I'm not sure if we actually deserved a break there, so... Well, when the sun, that's like when the sun started to go down. So they really needed everyone to kind of huddle up in that big body pile because it got kind of cold. It got super cold late at night. And like early morning started to get really cold too. 
uh, and I'm glad we had that space blanket. Some guy, one of the guys in the audience had it. I don't think that was from the show. It sort of smelled like uh, piss. Yeah. It's a long show. I don't know if we said that. It's a very long show. Long murder. Uh, and you're very not intense. comfortable the entire time. So. Uh, spoiler alert. Murders. Yes. Yes. Murders. I doubt anyone's going to see this based on our review. So, yeah, there were murders. Either way. I'm, I'm going to send this one stage right. It was harrowing. It was very exciting. Uh, yeah, I would never do anything like this again. If I'd known what I was getting into, I would have sent this stage left from the get-go. That being said, I'm glad I went through it. Stage right for the experience. 100% echoing my friend Luke there and saying that, yeah, I probably would not have done this if I knew what I was getting into, but now I feel like I am a better man, and I feel bonded to you guys even more. So, absolutely, stage right. That was Witness from, uh, how it says is Michigan, somewhere in Michigan. <clears throat> Bravo. All right, guys. So let's uh, kick a sponsor de la pense. De la bente. Proteus Nutrient Milk. Proteus Nutrient Milk provides the eight critical amino acids needed for maintaining human body functions. Only two servings of flavored Proteus are required daily and is organic, vegan, and gluten-free. Proteus can be adjusted rectally and orally for your convenience, and many Proteus users agree Proteus is great cold or warm. Engage your human machine today with promo code REVIEW and receive a C-sample of Lime Proteus with every $15 order. Oh, boy, man. We saw a lot of theater, guys. And thanks, Brandon, for coming out. Me and Alex will make our way out to the East Coast uh, next time we do one of these. Um, falafel, Stan, did you guys enjoy this hyper-realistic performance dealing with Falafel? This was... Yeah. Kartek Asmadi and Raj Kai, they both uh, wrote and star in it. This was in the insightful look at the cart life. Someone that I interact with, uh, you know, once a week, I'll get a... A something from a falafel cart you know they're in abundance here so to get the other side of the story and see what those guys go through on a daily basis was quite insightful this was I, this was just pretty much for me this was a great snack this was delicious all you can eat falafel because they cook the whole show and they just keep popping them out but here's the thing it did the because I've, I found it very realistic I did have some concerns about the hand washing that takes place at the, those carts. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, a lot of them claim that 95% of the germs are killed by the heat of the sun. So, you know, in the natural environment of a cart, I'd say, sure, that makes sense. But in a theater, I don't think those germs are being killed. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get sick, though. No one, yeah. I mean, I got a little no sauce on my pants. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You weren't moved by the plight of the cart guy doing that all day? Uh, nah. Okay, fair enough. You know what? I uh, didn't seem too bad. I was a little moved, but when I found out that he owed that money to the bookies for bets that he placed, he wasn't like some kind of criminal. I mean, he wasn't like an indentured servant you know some kind of human trafficking situation he wasn't it wasn't by his own yeah i I get what you're saying we all but we all have our vices you know i think it added depth to his character i did kind of feel bad for him and i really felt bad for him when he ran out of onions oh yeah 
that's stressful. I felt man. bad for me. I felt bad for me when. Well, he I mean, yeah, I mean, you were making a big fuss about it, yelling at the guy. I was, I was, I, you know, I never had a, an onion so good. Well, yeah. they were cooking those onions so good. Changed my belief on onions. Well, you got your onions, and I guess yeah, the, the squeaky, the squeaky customers always get the grease, you know. Even the onions. Hey. Hey. Can I send this one stage right? Yeah. Get over there. Delicious. Falafel stand Check. is going stage right for me, too. In agreeance again with you two, I'm going to be taking a hard right turn and going off the right side of the stage because this was a great story and a better theater production. So let's give that a standing ovation. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that was up high. Guys, we shall we we shall so, guys we shall so from Santa Fe, uh, called Hamlet, uh, directed by Clarence Coat, uh, from Requiem Theater Company. What did you guys think of this? This was a short version of Hamlet acted out with ham puppets. Unnecessary. I think I've seen like so many different versions of Hamlet at this point, and a version acted out by ham puppets really didn't do anything for me. Unnecessary. You know what was what might have been unnecessary or necessary, depending, was the amount of protesters at this show. The amount of vegetarian protesters saying, you know, what a waste of meat to make such uh, an, an, a large amount of meat puppets. Oh, yeah. Insane, obviously. Because uh, that was a lot of cold cuts. Each each puppet was made out of, what, at least 25 cold cuts plus it all kinds of other little, much. you know. It wasn't that much. They were, it was a lot they of meat. Hammed, it's a lot of wasted meat. hammed pu- puppets, if you guys can get that punt. So, I mean, they were just, yeah. you know, it's a kid's show. It's fun. And the ham was all paid for. So, you know. Sure, somebody... sure, sure. But I, a lot of the meat is wasted. It's a lot of, you have to admit, it's a lot of, there is there is wasted meat. I agree with the protesters in, Unless you to think... that degree. But I don't agree that they needed to have 300 protesters out front of this tiny little theater company. And here's the here's the funny thing is this show that's basically this show's thing. It tours all over. It's been you know all over the world as well as all over the country, and it always gets these protesters out. So, part of going and seeing Hamlet is you have to cross this border of protesters, you know. And so that takes a little bit of courage alone. You know, we're probably the most courageous theater goers. It's very in brave. America, at least it's on the West Coast. Art. And that's the thing is you can argue it's wasted meat, but one one and many were arguing that art is worth anything, you know, that uh, no amount of meat is a waste if it creates a piece of art and that, you know, the response is clearly uh, doing something, blah, blah, blah. It's a complicated, it's more complicated than it sounds, I suppose. And uh, bravo Santa Fe for that. That being said, they kind of mucked up Hamlet and it didn't really make a lot of sense. Nah. Yeah, they cut a lot of corners. Well, stage left for Hamlet. Yeah, yeah, not worth it. A very uncomfortable piece. I didn't like going through those protesters. It made me feel awkward. It made me feel like a bad guy. But uh, cool experience. Stage left. As I think I started the review off by saying it, yeah, this was just unnecessary for me. So, you know, hearing you guys talk about it has not changed my mind. Going off uh, stage left this time. No, and you guys, you guys should know that, that Brandon's telling the truth because he's the gimmick guy. Oh, yeah. Gimmick guy. All right. This gets no claps and a few coughs from the audience. <coughs> mm. 
Okay, folks, one tour of you will now break for a brief intermission. Please watch for the ushers when it's time to return to your seats. Thank you. Or maybe we can get a drink at the bar. Ugh, what a piece of crap. I'm actually rather enjoying it, so please don't ruin it for me, yeah? Dude, I heard that one of the guys on the show is actually rad. I'm just trying to figure out who it is. Bitsy. I've got, I really needed to use the bathroom. Yeah, man, theater's alright, but I'm really looking forward to Reps 4. They're not gonna make a Reps 4. That's not what I heard, dude. I hope there's a dog in one of the other plays that they review. What's with you and dogs? Ice cream! I got ice cream! Warm ice cream! Jeepers Christmas, how long is this intermission? Oh, here we go. Gimmicky Ricky here, another fun theater production that we get to see that we had the chance to enjoy this season was Paula's Wedding. Uh, none of us knew what we were in for, you know, upon reading the description. I kind of assumed it'd be like a my big fat Greek wedding sort of interactive dinner party sort of vibe with a unique twist. Turns out, yeah, the rug was pulled out from all of us. Um, mostly this was actually a police sting operation where they invited a bunch of criminals with known warrants into this wedding and they had us as audience members interact with them. And then by the end of the show, they arrested everybody with the warrants. So this was intriguing. And uh, I'm, st- I'm still wrapping my brain around this show. I still don't know if that was fake, but I don't think it was. I think that was real, right? You guys didn't notice me getting arrested? When no. I refused to fill out the police Is reports? Is that where you went? Yeah. No. Yeah, they threw me in the paddy got, wagon. I, they took me down to they took me no. down to the local station and interrogated me for an hour and a half. Oh, that must have been terrible. You had to go downtown. I knew crazy. you were having tum- no. tummy grumbles that whole day. I thought you were just off. You know. No. You wow. know what? This is embarrassing. I got a little drunk because they had a lot of free booze because it's a it's a fake wedding and they had free booze and so I got a little drunk. I didn't even notice you were gone. I thought you had just gone home and passed out. No, I kept showing my ticket. One of the crooked cops took my ticket and tore it up in front of my face and threw it away. Said that's not evidence anymore. Whoa! And I was like, "Are you, is this real?" Was, he's like, "This ain't no act." Okay. So wow. I, I, and I still am not sure if it was real at the police station or not. That was like sort of an extended part of the theater because they did pack me up a nice lunch, nice sandwich and chips, and gave me ten dollars. Mm-hmm. For my troubles, mm-hmm. so I don't think they really do right. that with real um, people that get arrested with real witnesses. How cool you okay. got pulled aside to do like a little subplot like that? Yeah, that's what I live for. Um, but man, it was uh, it was a lot of work. But Paula's wedding was beautiful. It was it was fun. A lot of fun. Great DJ. Fun. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, definitely stage right. What an experience. I'm sorry, sorry that happened to you. Ah, forget about it. Stage right. Theater's all about experiences, and man, this was quite the experience, so absolutely stage right. Let's give this another um, standing O. Definitely. Oh! Oh! oh. Uh, what did you guys think of the voice of plants? This was a life syndicate project from Mississippi? Somewhere in Mississippi. Oh, downtown Mississippi Theater Company. Uh, so this is a play that is just plants... They were acting out a play, uh, 
this was a show that was kind of sitting in the lobby and you could always walk up to it and watch it. It was an ongoing performance throughout the whole week of the festival. Uh, so arguably not a piece of theater, arguably a piece of theater. What did you guys think? Were these plants acting or were they just plants growing? Subjective, of course. I would say the projector and like the subtitles of what they were saying really aided in the excuse that it was theater. Uh, mm-hmm. But artful nonetheless, yeah. You know, what really bothered me was how highly grossing this performance was. Life mm-hmm. Syndicate really tears at the heartstrings of the liberals out here on the West Coast. And man, they, I think they pulled in over 250000 at the by the end of the festival. Yeah, and this is a pay-what-you-decide performance. So they have a box out in front of the plants, and you just put in whatever money you want. So people just decided that this deserved that much, you know, which is even more astounding than ticket sales, I would say. Yeah, it was. And, and I mean, maybe that's that's the state of society. Now we're so sick of each other that we'd rather just support plants. But um, I will say there were a few moments in this play that actually had me convinced that I might be watching something uh, yeah. after that hibiscus flowered and then shrunk down so quickly. I mean, it only took a matter of, you know, 36 hours or so for this flower to transform and then shrivel down i was like sure maybe that's something Uh, yeah and there was that there's that little button cactus and for some reason i kept looking at it i spent a lot of time looking at it and then he had this line of dialogue about how he was a flask of life something like that and like like a vessel he was trying to say he was a vessel but doesn't matter uh i was moved for at least a moment watching this show and and I, i noticed the hibiscus as well so I hate to say that this thing this thing was maybe uh, better than I want to say it was. Yeah. Complete agreeance with you guys um, to a certain extent. To the extent that I will say, yes, I was mildly engrossed. I would say, yeah, it made me appreciate slight movements. But do I think it needs to be in the theater festival? I don't know. I mean, if not in a theater festival, then where would this ever go? You know, A garden where, pa- it's, where it's plants kind of belong. Maybe some maybe. kind of nursery or greenhouse. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. How dare you? You think plants should just be all put away? Well, they belong in a museum. Amen. Uh, I'm sending this one stage right. It's a it's a slow burn, but it's fascinating. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to send push these plants stage right as well. Had me had me quiz quizzical. The sun was shining on the right side of the stage so ultimately the plant did work its way over the right side of the stage i'm gonna say yeah it was entertaining i just wish they found a better home for it in the future all right fair enough medium claps mild claps here's a fun one how about abacus this was directed by doug price i don't know if it was from a theater production company he was just listed as the sole proprietor of this production uh yeah this was called abacus it is a tale of three friends that uh inadvertently buy an abacus that turns out to be haunted and how they deal with such uh this abacus kind of a weird weird scary story but uh yeah yeah something i'll say about this show that we haven't talked about in a lot of these other ones this was fairly straightforward uh simple plot but it's it's well written and uh, really well acted i thought yeah, I can't agree with you more. This, man, this felt so nostalgic, but in a lot of ways it felt fresh and new. And 
I finally learned how to use an abacus watching this play. Yeah, what a cool uh, piece of ancient tech. Yeah, I really like that. There was a clear beginning, a middle, and an end to the story. Things really seemed to tie up, uh, you know, over a period of time, but they did. And I like that I could follow point A to point B and work my way to point C. So, uh, yeah, this was a great story, great acting, simple, easy to follow. Easy to follow. Yeah, I mean, Just how an abacus story should be. Yeah, I definitely send this one stage right. Stage right for me? Never Sliding all the abacus beads over to the right. Absolutely. Yeah. Check this. High claps. And uh, with that, we kind of take it to one more sponsor. False history. Support any claim from your high school days with this fictional yearbook. Class clown, band team, football jock, anything you want. We can even put in fake signatures and well wishes. Remember how you were homecoming king? Nobody does. At least until you prove it with the False History Yearbook. False History. You claim the lie, we build the truth. Uh, I want to talk real quick about the uh, the uh, Downtown California Theater Festival Awards show that uh, we couldn't get into. It was a very lavish event, but packed, jam-packed. It's downtown California theater, man. This is their night to really turn on the lights full steam and lighten up the whole sky with their talent and their lavish party life. So I I understand that this was absolutely packed and hard to get into. So I didn't mind stepping out and being a bystander. You know, from across the street, you did have a decent view of the party, so they really did look like they are having a good time. Yeah, it was really cool looking. I saw some of the cars. They looked um, like town cars and limos. Uh, but what we did get to go to was the uh, DJ Hamleet's Choreo Dance Party. Uh, what did you guys think of that? I had a super fun time there. I don't know if you guys did. Maybe you did, maybe you did. DJ Hamleet? I thought, you yeah. know what? Honestly thought it was kind of bullshit that a lot of the protesters from Hamlet were coming to the same party it's that not Hamlet. The same it's not thing. the same thing ha- hamlet absolutely all. bites the gimmick full full force and so delivers. is he just ripping off the gimmick of hamlet no not at all i think it's just too because it's a theater festival they got two ham hamlet puns in there kind of in the titles the dj hamlet is super cool so people that don't know about it, it was uh, it's it's a dance party, but it's also uh, the DJ is a choreographer and he kind of teaches you the dance moves. So you we learned uh, a medieval waltz. Uh, he went through the Macarena, all kinds of stuff. And so you get to learn all these steps. I, I thought it was very obviously fun. the I, ham bone. We learned that. Mm-hmm. And it's not a waste of the meat. They actually do serve you edible ham. So I'll tell you what, I've never had a a white ham sauce like that on the white ham sauce on a on a toasted biscuit. On the dance floor? On the dance floor. It was like breakfast. It was like kind of a brunch item. Delicious. Pretty cool. I thought that was a lot of fun. Sick moves. Hot treats. Fun times. Uh, hey, we got, a, we got a couple more plays that we should probably talk about uh, before we get out of Real here. Real quick, though. One more, okay? Okay, two more. <laughs> All right, Alex. He's, he's a real theater bug and a theater rug, this guy. God, I just want to talk about them all. We saw Fast E.T. 
Uh, that was uh, directed by Doug Leonard, the VHS child company from Western Fold, uh, Wyoming. I will admit I didn't think this what was what it was when seeing it. I thought it, it was fastest or something, but it is fast ET. So yeah, it's just ET uh, done really fast. It turns out it's yeah, fine. It's a, That's fine though. Yeah. It's a verbatim retelling of E.T. It only takes about 10 minutes, so they just speed through the whole thing very fast. They take out a lot of the filler. There's a lot of shots that are unnecessary. So. Yeah. Uh, more more by point, though, I want to talk about the fact that these guys were from Wyoming, and I want to talk about how they ignored us at the after party. Don't get me started on Wyoming. We're going to feature Wyoming in our next episode. In an episode coming up, and I'm going to tell you it's not going to be uh, cool. So, I just don't understand... It's not going to be a real friend. Know, you I, know what? I got I, I thought the show was great, and I wanted to tell them that I thought their show was excellent. And I wanted them to say, hi, you're from Wyoming. It's nice to meet you because we do a podcast. And we have eight listeners there, and I really would like, you know, you should check it out. And they wouldn't talk to us. And he says, and he says, and he says to you, so you're an E.T. fan? Yeah, I, I figured. Uh-huh. And I don't, I don't know and what that meant, but it was a real asshole thing to so do. So you're an E.T. fan figures. Like, I guess he gets a lot of that. A lot of guys that say exactly that. I guess Wyoming, I don't know. I'm over it. See you later, Wyoming. We don't need you anymore. That guy was a jerk. A very good actor. You know what? But a jerk. Fast E.T. gets a fast L-E-F-T from me. Fast left. Cool idea. Fun show. Bad aftertaste. Take a left. Yeah. Yeah, I'll see you guys on the left side. I can't justify uh, giving this a stage right. So, stage left. No claps. Guys. No claps. One boo. 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 That was two, just one. Boo. Before we go out of here, there's a few other quick things I want to talk about. Briefly, I want to talk about Do You Remember? This was Michael Dodrill. Uh, this was cool. This guy actually started his career doing uh, like bar quizzes and whatnot. But this was a play where after the play, there is a quiz about the play, of course. And whoever scores the highest gets to perform the play the next night. All from memory. Uh, this is only a 15-show run. And I can imagine by the end, uh, it's you know like a game of telephone. Memories are changed. And it's probably pretty humorous. So if you get a chance, catch that. Uh, we almost got it. We were really close, but yeah, some of those we were questions close. were pretty detailed. We came in second. We would have done such a good job of that show. I totally agree. So for me, stage right. Oh, stage right for sure. A cool concept. A good show. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, stage right. Stage right for me as well. What a... What a great way to to watch theater evolve. Right before your eyes. Right before your eyes. Damn. Before uh, we go, we're... yeah, we got another one. Alex, take it away. I know we're running out of time. I really just want to talk about one more show. This was uh, called 100. This is a uh, retelling of Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. It starts uh, Stanley Kowalski, though, is, is played by parkour legend In Defense. Uh, as he parkours his way through the show, he does over 100 backflips. Uh, as well as countless other badass parkour moves. Uh, what did you guys think of this show? This is cool. When I think of 
a cat on a hot tin roof. This is what I think of. I don't think of the play. I think of a cat backflipping around on a hot roof. So this play spoke to me. I got it. This play makes a lot more sense than the original. Cat on a hot tin roof is like this metaphor for something I never got when I saw the original. But this one, I get it. It's this guy. He is leaping all over the stage, backflips, side flips. He's doing cartwheels. He's jumping on the furniture. I was just blown away by his uh, his physicality. I mean, in defense, he's a legend. Yeah, in defense. Um, and he's he's pretty funny too. Like how he was sent marking his scent on the other actors, mm-hmm. scratching up the furniture. This is yeah. this is actually like in a weird way. This is like the essence of cats. Mm-hmm. So they can shut that down too. Shut it down. Give in defense all the roles and cats. I would love to see that. Agreed. I love totally. This show. I love this show. A lot of people were complaining that the other actors just were normal actors and they wanted to see other parkour artists in there. I felt it was much more riveting to have just him. He stuck out, shining like a star. It was astonishing to see. The dramatic action swirls around him. I don't think our eyes could even maintain a bunch of people flipping around. It could only be one person flipping around so much because it's so crazy and distracting. If everyone was doing it, he'd get lost in a sea of front flips and back flips. No, no, he wouldn't. He would stick out still, but I see what you're saying. It would be distracting. It was, yeah, if you've got a bright light, you want to shine it. Yeah. I mean, his endurance levels are insane. So I'm take a drink of water once during the whole show. And it was not even a full drink. It was like a little tongue lap, like a cat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool show. Cool show. Yeah. Uh, stage right for me on that one. No need to defend in defense on this one. Stage right. Yeah, in defense, you black flipped into my heart. Stage right. That's a hearty clap. Right, guys. Yeah, what an exhausting What a festival. onslaught of wow. of uh, theater. Oh, I want more. I can use another week. Much like this review, I think uh, our audience members are going to be bored and probably hear about too much theater, so... <laughs> All right, guys, that's wrapping up our stage left, stage right, stage performance for one to review. If you're subscribed on Patreon, you get a shout out. Yeah, definitely. we got to thank our Patreon donors. The first one with a clearly shouted out uh, shout out is Rab himself. So awesome. Thank you. Rab gets a full standing ovation. A round of applause there. And then also, uh, yeah. And then also we've got that uh, we've got a mumble shout out to another Patreon donor there, and that is and he gets a little bit of an applause there. Thank you so much, Ryan. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Please join us next week as we go to the Noodles Hot Dog Convention in Lower West Side, Kentucky. It's a very exciting event, and we've got lots of news, lots of graphics from that. So please check us out then next week. Very excited to eat all those noodle hot dogs with you guys. Uh, Yeah, let's meet in the middle this time. I'll see you there. All right, see you there, Brandon. Bye, guys. Bye.